But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? This is Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast, your first stop for everything professional wrestling. So sit back and enjoy wrestling talk at its finest with your hosts, Larry Hall and Joe Corrado. And we're back with yet another rendition a special rendition of Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast, 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 Pod, Pod, Podcast, Cast, Cast. What do you want? I want a pod podcast. Not just because of that reason, no, but we are joined with a special guest, a special guest interview this right. week. This week, we have all that Ava Everett. Um, If you watch Beyond, you see her on a weekly basis, uh, part of the Platinum Honeys with uh, Anthony Green. So this is going to be a fun interview. We um, sponsored the event she was at not too long ago, Pizza Party Wrestling, and um, I'm glad we can get her on tonight. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. If she is anything like her personality going to the ring, she's a ball full of energy. I hope she brings that energy because we're going to bring the motherfucking energy. Yeah! Bring the energy. Fresh out the box. Stop. Look and watch. Ready yet? Get set. It's all that. Let's uh, let's get Ava on. All right, we are now here with Ava Everett. Ava, thanks for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So, Ava, uh, the first time we saw you, you were um, with Anthony Green uh, as a part of the Platinum Honeys. And needless to say, your energy stood out the most. You are a ball of energy coming to the ring for people that don't know your character or, or you in general, um, where does that come from? Um, I, I think it's, I think it's hard to say. Um, for me, you hear when you train, like just take your own personality and kind of like amplify it by a thousand. So I feel like I'm, I'm already someone that's very, uh, energetic, I guess you could say. Um, so for me, it was just easy to kind of like turn that on and then turn it up. So I kind of, it's kind of who I am, um, but just a little bit extra. <laughs> well, I mean, you can definitely tell you're all over the place when it, uh, when you come to the ring and the energy just comes right off the screen or if you're there, obviously, uh, especially this past week when you team with Josh Briggs and you guys trying to get him to clap along, and it was hilarious. He just he wouldn't do it, but you were so bubbly and all over the place. It was fun to watch you try and break him. 
I'm, I'm glad that you guys liked it. You know, we're all really good friends. Um, and Josh is definitely, you know, uh, excuse my language, but the bitch destroyer is very, uh, very serious. Um, and Anthony and I are quite the opposite, but I guess it's like opposites attract. That's why we all get along so well. Yeah, it definitely comes across uh, on screen for sure. And it's, like you said, it's so much fun to watch when you guys are having fun. It's very easy to see. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, when all three of you get together, it's almost like the odd couple. So, getting into one of our first questions, I would, we want to know, for us and the listeners, where did it all start? Where did you, Were you a wrestling fan as you were growing up? around the time of, like, the Diva Revolution. Um, I was a theater kid growing up, and I played sports, so I kind of watched, and it seemed like something, because I know it's a lot, it's a, it's a lot of, uh, it's a, there's a lot of physicality to it, but I think at the same time, there's a lot of, like, that drama aspect that um, some people don't really click with. So for me, when I saw, you know, the whole, all of these storylines, and it was almost like a soap opera, um, I really connected with it, and I figured it would be something that I thought maybe I could do, um, and I started training with a friend, um, and I ended up just sticking it out, and I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I started training at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy in uh, North Andover, Massachusetts, with Brian Fury, and I just, I'm still there. I'm there every week, so. <laughs> so, I mean, where was your first uh, official match? Like, did you just, were you all bouncing all over the place? Did you get it with a promotion? No, so, um, I started balleting first. So, the first time I ever was involved in a match was um, at Cold Fury for Chaotic Wrestling. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 2018? So that was the first time I ever valeted. And then a few months later, in September of 2018, uh, I had my first match um, at a small promotion called NCW. Um, it was a tag match, uh, myself and Angel Sinclair versus Davian and Del Miexo. So that was really exciting, uh, and we're all very close. So it was cool to experience that with people that um, – I really appreciate and have looked up to, um, but it was uh, all of it was actually fairly recent. Um, it's only been about you know a little over a year now since I debuted, uh, not only just valeting but uh, having matches itself. Now, how long have you been training for? I'm sorry, could you ask that again? Said, so how long have you been training for? Um, I've been training for about years now so I trained I think it was eight months before I started doing um any valeting and then it was about a year before I had my first match I wasn't one of those um people that you know had a match after three months um didn't work that way for me <laughs> eight months still seems pretty quick though I mean would you say you picked it up quicker is that more normal for you um no Um, I think, like, the physicality-wise, uh, 
really scared in the beginning kind of hindered me, uh, which now there's a lot less fear that I have. Um, And it's not really of, like, uh, being, like, having stage fright. It's more so just, like, literally being scared of getting hurt (laughs) Um, because it is very, very physical. Um, But once I kind of, like, stopped having that fear and just trusted myself, um, I... I kind of just picked it up, and I've been going strong since then. Now, would you say that, I mean, yes, the the fear of getting hurt, is that the same type of fear that you would have of getting a crowd going? Like, do you have any fears of that, like trying to get reactions out of the crowd? Um, I feel like that's one of the things that uh, I, I'm really able to do well is connect with a crowd. Um, I'm not somebody going to be like Chris Statlander who can do like flips and 450s and um I was never I knew that going into wrestling I wasn't going to be able to be a super indie flippy wrestler that was just not something that um I physically could do uh I'm actually quite unathletic um I'm very awkward I'm very lanky so for me I needed to find uh what was going to work for me and having character in life and being a persona um, is really what gave me the ability uh, to connect with the crowd and interact with them. Uh, I do whatever I can to kind of like inject them into the match and make them feel like they're a part of it. Um, And that was something that I feel was much easier for me than the actual wrestling itself. Now I wanted to play off of that and your, your tagline or your, is all that Ava Everett and your logo is the old symbol for all that. Now, do you tie that into your personality? Is that what helps you get over with the crowd? Um, I definitely, I definitely do think that it helped. Um, when I first, uh, I still come up to the song, but when I first started coming out to the ring, you know, I used, uh, the all that theme song, um, from literally the 90 show, all that. Uh, and I feel like the demographic that is mainly wrestling fans, you know, from 25 to 40, most of them knew what that was, and it kind of transported them back to when they were teenagers, you know, watching TV, uh, all of the fun things that they would do. So for me, the, the all that and that, like, nostalgia piece, I think that really helped me a lot, too. Um but I feel like at the same time, you can have a really catchy song and a really cool gimmick, but if you don't interact with the fans, it doesn't really get you all that far. Um, so you have to be comfortable, you know, making fun of yourself and being crazy and being wild and, you know, kind of letting letting people laugh at you and letting people have fun with you. Um, that even if you have a cool song and a cool gimmick, it's, it's not going to get you far unless you're interacting with the crowd. Now, do you do you find yourself trying to reinvent yourself more often? So, um, I feel like for me, I've been very fortunate. The crowd has kind of allowed me to reinvent myself on my own without a lot of uh, without a lot of thought behind it. So, recently at Beyond Wrestling, and I know that you'll know because you you watched last week, so you kind of may or may not have the gist of kind of what my character has been evolving into. Um, I'm no longer a Phantom Honey. I'm really no longer all that Ava Everett. It's been very weird. Uh, I started doing, uh, ripping off The Undertaker in some of my matches, 
um, as a joke. Uh, I did the uh, Undertaker leg drop on the apron uh, for as one of you know like my my signature moves uh, in the beginning of my wrestling career, and people thought it was really funny because I would yell Ava Taker before it, and then slowly but surely, like I would start getting Ava Taker chants. So then I started doing all of the Undertaker moves that I physically could do um, and it turned into this weird thing that I never thought was going to happen that a lot of times you know I'll be in the back with the boys and they kind of laugh because they're like of all people I never would have thought that you would have um, an Undertaker uh, persona but that's what is slowly happening. (laughs) Yeah, can I tell you that last week's episode, the spot with you and uh, Dickinson when you reenacted the Undertaker-Brock Lesnar spot from WrestleMania was probably one of my favorite moments. <laughs> well, and I, and I think it was something really easy because I he has is a super personality too. And I feel like when you're in the ring, when, when there's multiple personalities in the ring and you're all really over the top, it just heightens the experience. Um, and we had a lot of really positive comments uh, to us doing that spot. It was just something that we were like, oh, man, like, let's try it and see what happens. And people people really reacted to it. Well, like you said, to begin with, it, it like the whole nostalgia, like that's one of the most iconic Brock or Taker moments in the recent years. So to see that again, it, that's what it is. It's like a nostalgia act. But you modernized it and brought it to the indie scene. Yeah, I mean, I did a Canadian Destroyer right before it, and I definitely don't think The Undertaker would have done that. <laughs> um, so we definitely brought that new age uh, aspect to it, but um, brought it, yeah, brought it to, to 2019 wrestling. Also, I mean, just to go back on beyond, the Halloween episode where you guys dressed up as Sean and Hunter and AG was China was hilarious, and it was so spot on. You guys were so funny. I popped. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that a lot. Um, I feel like a lot of a lot of the past two years of Halloween, I really had the opportunity to like have a really awesome con- uh, costume, and then this one was kind of last minute, and we were like, oh man, like let's just roll with it and see what happens. And people really responded well to to the the um. The DX costume as well, so uh, I guess I guess it's going. We're picking the right things. <laughs> no, go ahead. Not only that, I mean, uh, and with your with your gimmick, the '90s baby, and of course, AG is retro. I mean, obviously, did that? I guess just a coincidence with, with you guys being together and uh, being his valet, and did that just happen just like that? gained a lot of influence from Anthony. Um, he's always said to me, if I do some, if I do something and you can physically do it, you can copy me. So, I, <laughs> so for me, it was kind of a no-brainer where we were this collective unit and he was retro. Um, myself and Angel, not so much her, because I know she doesn't do a 90s gimmick, but for us, when we were planning our costumes and, and planning outfits to go along with him and value him to the ring, we were always really drawn to, like, oh, like, 90s, I want, I would love to wear this. It was never really, like, 
those 80s workout girls or like that 80s vibe we always really had like that 90s 2000 like outlandish bright color um so for me it was kind of like a no-brainer of this is what we're already doing so why don't I just kind of uh make it my own thing yeah I mean it, it seems to work out perfectly and like you said you did hook that audience especially I mean me and Joe fall right into that range that you were talking about with the all that and it, we, we won't perfect. tell you the exact age but we fall into <laughs> that range yeah yeah <laughs> but even the first time I, I i came in contact with you you were pushing your shirt i said all right let me look at it <laughs> and I, I saw the old the all that logo i was like all right i'm sold you really don't have to yeah. sell it that hard i know i know all right um uh, i wanted to bring it back a little bit towards more to the beginning and i wanted to know what were your expectations when you first started when you first started wrestling um oh man um i feel like for most most of us and some people aren't like this but i feel like most wrestlers like your ultimate goal like when you first start wrestling is you see you know tv wrestling you see wwe you see nxt and and now there's AEW and there's all of these different um, uh, promotions that are like television based and there's so many more options. But I feel like for most of us, you see WWE and that's like your goal. That's like what you always dream of having like that WrestleMania moment, you know. So I think for me, my initial um, reaction to training was, you know, these people have these cool lives and I, there's an opportunity for me to, you know, to train really close to where I live. Like, let's just see where this can take me. And hopefully one day, you know, I get signed wherever that may be. I think, uh, my expectations and my goals is to just was to be successful doing wrestling. Now, have you added Which is any... very hard? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're making it look easy if it makes you feel any better. And uh, now, have your goals or your expectations changed at all? Have Have you set any new goals now that you've been doing it for about two years now? Yeah, I mean, I feel like in in the long scheme of things, my long term goals are are still the same. I still love to be able to make a living off of wrestling and, and sign a a contract at one at some point in my life. Um, I just feel like my goals have evolved into having like realistic short-term goals now where as before when I was just training, I really didn't know what those short-term goals would be. Um, so just kind of like changing my attitude in terms of what I needed to do to kind of get me to that, that final goal that I have. I'll throw a hypothetical out for you. Now, if, Beyond were to expand and get bigger and run weekly shows every week and want to bring you on full time, would that change change your plans a little? Um, you know, I feel like Beyond Wrestling is such a, a cool environment that really no one on the independents had ever seen, and I've been really fortunate to uh, be have been uh, interacting with. Uh, beyond wrestling and the fans since I started training, even before I was having matches. So for me, beyond has become
from a place where I've not only been able to like hone my craft, but it's given a lot of us the opportunity to advance and, and change and change who we are in the ring. Um, and I feel like beyond itself and what it's slowly turning into, um, as long as I'm on the independence, I would love to just be, uh, a, hopefully become like a beyond staple and, and do as many shows with them as I can. Um, I feel like they're the, you know, they're the best in indie in America. So being a part of that with how inexperienced I am has just kind of really just put me in a really awesome position and I'm forever grateful for that. So wherever they end up being, um, I hope that I know, you know, I can help them as much as they've helped me down the road. No, I mean, you were talking about the goals. One thing that I didn't realize until I watched it back, the pizza party wrestling that you guys were involved with not too long ago, the grapple picking, uh, you faced Molly McCoy, which is the first women's match in pizza party wrestling. Well, I, well, I didn't know that. <laughs> so that's really cool to know. Um, yeah, I, I really, really loved that match. It was really fun. Um, it was actually, it was at the Chikara Wrestle Factory, and I know Molly um, works in at Chikara. So uh, being able to be there and the crowd really knew who she was, and they really picked up on me. They loved the story that we told. Um, and just the crowd interaction that the both of us had in that match was just really fantastic. And I loved doing Pizza Party. They, Everyone in that locker room, the promoters are just fantastic people, um, and I felt really fortunate to be able to, uh, you know, get a spot and, and work for them because it was just such a positive environment. I really, really enjoyed it. Now, um, has Beyond given you more opportunities? Being having more exposure on Beyond, have that has that have you seen that's given you more exposure to other places? Have it? than I think that I could ever repay them for. Um, 
but it's been a really awesome experience. All right, now you mentioned mixed tags, Matt mixed tag matches and the bulk of the matches that we've seen you in live have been kind of like mixed tag or intergender style matches. Now, is that something that you prefer the intergender style? You know, I really, I love wrestling in mixed tags and wrestling in intergender matches. Um, I feel like for a really long time, you know, and it still is the wrestling has been such a male, uh, predominant business. Um, and I, I enjoy, I enjoy wrestling other women and I enjoy wrestling other men for different reasons. I feel like when you wrestle another girl, there's more opportunity for you to, um, kind of be like a powerhouse. Like there's, uh, there's no way that I can go in and I can do crazy moves to like Josh Briggs, but if I go and wrestle with him or against him, it's a different atmosphere and it only makes me better to wrestle a a male opponent so it's so hard because they're they're different it's such it's so so different to have an intergender match and having just a a woman's match for me um but I I love doing both um I love being able to build a story around my opponent um and that's usually kind of like what we do when we're in the ring so with that, is there any any women out there, or obviously men for that matter, that would be like a dream match or something you want to check off the list that you definitely want to do in the future? Um, yeah. Um, I know that like recently Krista said that she was signed, so I would love to be able to have the opportunity to wrestle uh, Chris Statlander. Um, someone that I think is completely underrated Jody Threat um, from Canada. Uh, I've been dying to have a singles match with her. I know I wrestled her in a mixed tag, but we've, we both really, really want to work each other. Um, I would love to work Josh. Um, Josh Briggs has been like a huge um, component to my training and my advancement, and I feel like uh, I owe a lot to him and Anthony that I would just, I would love to get in the ring with uh, either one of them. I have actually wrestled Anthony in a singles match. Uh, We wrestled at a Limitless studio taping, Um, but I feel like I was so new, I had probably not even had like 10 matches yet that I would love to have a rematch um, versus him. Um, But right now I feel like most of my dream opponents are kind of like on the, the indie scene, like that that lower level because I feel like that's where I am um, and I'm, I'm just trying to build myself as someone that's, you know, a strong component uh, in the in the indie scene. So I would love to be someone's dream match, you know what I mean? So for me, all of the people I look up to on the independents are kind of who my goals are to wrestle. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense and uh, especially when you can make those goals happen and make them come true and, and you know I mean, setting them at a certain height and going to get them, um, especially on the indies because, I mean, you've seen, aside from the people that have the contracts, anything could happen and any matchup can happen in the indies and that's, I think, what makes indies a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, I think, aside from that, um, where where are you from? Are you from the Northeast? Um, and just... Tell people about maybe 
not the wrestling character, Ava Everett. Um, so I'm, I'm from Massachusetts. Um, I'm from the middle of the state, about 30 minutes north of Worcester. Um, I pretty much lived there my entire life. Uh, once I graduated high school, I went to college at Assumption College in Worcester. Um, I actually have a bachelor's degree in marketing that my mom slowly cries over because I decided to, instead of getting a marketing degree, become a professional wrestler. Um, uh, but for me, it's, it's kind of a crazy life, but I feel like uh, if you really want to be a wrestler, your your life really is all encompassed by wrestling. So most of my days and my time is spent either watching wrestling or training or being at the gym. Um, uh, Anthony and I love to watch horror movies because um, uh, I know that some people do and do not know, but Anthony is, you know, we're in a real-life relationship outside of wrestling. Um, so we love watching horror movies and we love eating junk food and being, you know, having fun and loving our best lives. <laughs> so, uh, it doesn't take a lot to, to please either of us. Um, we, we love, uh, to talk about going to Disney world. We're going to Disney world. That will be really fun for us too. Uh, but most of our life is, um, just how are we going to do more wrestling? <laughs> All right, that's a good segue. Why don't you tell everyone what you have coming up or maybe any promotions that you'd still like to work for that you haven't in the indie scene? Um, yeah, uh, I feel like uh, I've been really fortunate to um, like valet for a lot of promotions, but I haven't had the opportunity to wrestle and show like my capabilities in the ring. Um, for me, I would love to have a real... Uh, non-squash match <laughs> at Limitless, uh, which oddly enough, uh, we, Michelle, uh, excuse me, Angel Sinclair and I did the squashing uh, to Brett Domino, but I would love to have an opportunity with Limitless Wrestling um, uh, beyond, uh, still can't even believe that that's one of the main promotions that I work for. Um, I'd love to, you know, go to the West Coast and do, like, bar wrestling, um, there's, I feel like there's so many promotions. Uh, oh my gosh, I'd love, I'd love to somehow or somewhere wrestle in Florida. You know, anywhere I can go. Uh, I recently debuted for Queens of Combat with uh, Dave Yen as my tag partner. Um, I would love to get back uh, to Queens of Combat. That was a really, really fun day, and all of those girls were awesome. Um, uh, Shimmer and Shine are my next. To, uh, you know, uh, goals, I think that are, are very realistic goals for me right now. Um, I feel like women's wrestling is, is really uh, kind of a, a hot topic right now. So those women's promotions like Shimmer and Shine giving women a platform, um, you know, selling, selling shows that, you know, that don't have any men on them, uh, kind of those are places that I would really love to have the opportunity to um, – to work with, um, so Shine and Shimmer and Limitless, um, bar wrestling, uh, those are my main, those are my main focuses right now, uh, I like to try and pick realistic goals. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, what are the, your upcoming bookings that we could be looking for you for, uh, Thursday, do you, um, have another match on Thursday? On Thursday, I will not be at Beyond 
wrestling. Well, I, I will be there, but in the crowd. We are not um, scheduled to wrestle, uh, but we will be there to hang out. Um, uh, that doesn't mean that we're, you know, we're never coming back. We're just off for a week. Um, so beyond, I'll be there. Um, that very small promotion that I uh, had my first match, I'll be there on Friday. Um, Saturday, I am doing a show in Pennsylvania. Uh, and then Sunday, actually, uh, Anthony and I have our third show for Zero One USA Northeast. It's called N- November Rain. Um, that will be this Sunday, November 17th. And I'm really, really excited for that. Um, that will be a really fun show, uh, especially because it's something that Anthony and I have created created together. Um, so it's it's we're hoping to be one of those, you know, indie uh, standbys one day. <laughs> yes, that is also a show that we're a sponsor on. We'll be sponsoring the Josh Briggs Alex Reynolds match for everyone out there who is in the area and would like to get their ass there. And uh, yeah, how yeah. um with information on tickets and all, if you want to push that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So our front row seats for the show are actually sold out. Um, we still have seating available for twenty dollars, and your general admission is third row and uh, standing room. So first come first row, uh, first come first serve on seats, and those are fifteen. Um, our pre-sale is going really, really well. It is a larger size building, um, but we did actually sell out the last time that we were in this building. Um, we we ended up having to turn people away because it was kind of like uh, starting to get a little scary in there with fire code. So um, this building does sell out, so definitely buy your tickets online if you can. Um, but we will have tickets available at the door, of course. Um, it's it's going to be a, a really awesome experience um, and a really awesome environment. Everybody in that the area, uh, it's at, in Gardner, Massachusetts, uh, loved the first show, and they're all really excited for us to come back. So I can't wait to see you know who comes out for the show and all the matches that we have scheduled. It's going to be very very uh, exciting. Now, are there any plans to? branch out your zero one and move it to different states yeah so we did massachusetts we did um rhode island um there has been vague vague conversation about potentially running in new hampshire um but for the most part we're gonna stick uh mostly to massachusetts and rhode island um we feel like those are really safe places and uh where anthony lives uh, it's very close for him to travel to rhode island uh, and where, you know, my family lives in the middle of the state uh, near Gardner is also very convenient for uh, that location as well. So right now we're kind of focusing on uh, those two locations, but we would love to, you know, do more like um, more shows where it's with other promotions or in other states, you name it. Uh, we would love to kind of branch out at some point. Yeah, that's great. I mean, obviously, it's a little bit of a ride from Philadelphia up there, but we uh, we keep trying to hopefully find a date that we can get up there and attend one of those oh, shows. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, before we let you go, if you want to give out your Twitter handle and any other social media, uh, get some followers for you. 
Absolutely, I'd love some more followers because it's a little scary on the, the internet for me. Um, I'm still so new, so I, it's been really crazy trying to get all these people to follow my stuff. Uh, my Instagram and Twitter handles are at Ava Everett underscore, um, and I do have a Facebook fan page. Um, I do not add fans on my personal Facebook page, but they are more than welcome to interact with me on my fan page. Um, but that's really all I have. All right, well, uh, thank you so much for taking the time and uh, talking with us. And um, we appreciate uh, you doing that. And we hope to be seeing you very soon. And it's a shame we're not going to see you on Thursday, but uh, we'll be definitely looking for you. And good luck with the event on Sunday. Oh, thank you very much. Hopefully you can see me in the crowd on Thursday. (laughs) We'll be looking for you, Ava Taker. (laughs) All right, thanks so much again, and uh, have a good night. Absolutely, thank you. And there you have it, the Ava Taker, all that, Ava Everett, who's no longer all that, but is more the Ava Taker. I think I got that right this time. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, I did it right. (laughs) Yeah, she was so much fun to talk to, and uh, like we said, if you haven't seen her beyond or anywhere else, she is a ball of energy and very entertaining. Them having fun uh, really comes out when you watch her. Uh, wrestle and, and, and valet for that matter you know what when you're watching people have fun chances are that you're gonna have fun too mm-hmm. that's just the way it goes yeah it's common sense obviously when all the miserables are watching their wwe programming <laughs> and they all want to be miserables together fine so be it be your miserables but when you're watching the ava taker tear it up at beyond wrestling on thursday nights indie wrestling tv You're having fun because they're having fun. Everyone's having fun. I'm having fun. You're having fun. If you don't want to have fun, then why the hell are you listening to us? Because we're nothing but fun. Fuckers. So before we end tonight's show, there are a couple things we want to touch on. and Touch on, you say? Yes. What should we touch on? Has something happened in the wrestling world that we should be telling the listeners? Yeah, something big and extraordinary, something that wouldn't be believed if you had said it two to three years ago. Yeah, something that a lot of people lost hope on and never thought they'd see. Keep the faith, man. Keep the faith. (laughs) What do you see? (laughs) What do you see? What do you see on your TV? You know what? It's a certain time of the day. I think I know what time it is. Might be clobbering time. Motherfuckers! He's back! He's back! CM Punk made his return. Well, to at least talk about wrestling hey, on WWE you know Backstage. He's dipping his foot in the pool, trying to see if it's cold. He might want to go in. He might want to take a dip. He might. Hey, you never know. It might be too cold for him. He might back out. But you know what? At least he's putting his foot in the pool. Yeah. I love what he said. I love that. Well, I just, it, it felt authentic and yeah. real. Yeah. It felt like really him, not him playing some character. Yeah. It just felt like, like, look, I'm here. And look who's... He's standing with fucking Renee Young, Booker T, Samoa Joe, huge past. And then you got Adam Cole, and who else was there? 
Paige. And Paige. Nicole. Yeah, Booker and Renee. It was... I mean, one of Paige's best friends is AJ Lee, so they have a history in itself. I got chills. I got goosebumps. Watching him come out and that music playing and then him talking right right to the camera saying, catch me here next week. Like, it was awesome. It looked like he was happy. He looked happy. Yes, he did. For the first time in a while, he looked very happy. So that's going to be amazing. And we were just talking about it. I fully believe that WWE backstage Tuesday night, they're going to outdraw AEW Dynamite. I fully believe Which that. means that they're going to outdraw NXT if it goes by current trends. Yes. I, you know what? I don't care if it does. I don't care if it does either, but it's just going to show the power of CM Punk. Because they've been getting the, the first... Let's not get it twisted, though. He's not signed to WWE. No. He's signed to Fox Sports. Correct. But... On a WWE talk show. On a WWE talk show, which Fox Sports had contacted WWE to make sure that they had their blessing, quote-unquote, yeah, to approach CM Punk about the job. They yes. gave him their blessing. Look, we don't, we wish you well because you know what? He's talking about WWE, and now that the door might be hinged a little open, mm-hmm. now there is hope at least for a CM Punk return. I don't care. You can say, you could be a naysayer. You could be like, we don't need him back, whatever. Let the fans that enjoyed him and who were huge fans, because he's got, there's more out there than there is against him. Yes. More with than yeah. against. No, absolutely. Let them enjoy. Let them have hope. Do you realize that when he was top of the roster, the match options that he had weren't really that stupendous? No, they weren't. I mean, Ryback? <laughs> Fucking Ryback? Cool. Del Rio? I mean, Cena, of course. It's John Cena. Yeah. But who else you really got? And who, then Taker. Yeah, who else the were one. the big names? That was it. There, there were no big... The Hunter. amount of talent... That WWE has right now on every brand. You can't tell me five people from each brand that wouldn't be a fantastic match with CM Punk. And there's more than that. Well, yeah. There's damn near the whole fucking roster. Yeah. For for all three. For NXT. For all three. So here's my scenario. Okay, here we go. Will never happen. But okay. I've been putting together gold these past couple weeks. I'm trying to raise the platinum, motherfuckers. Okay. So... Survivor Series, and this would only work if it if they used my... Oh, it could work in another way, but it would be more dramatic if they used my triple threat Survivor Series styles match. Mm-hmm. So the last person comes out for the SmackDown, since he's talking about SmackDown Live. SmackDown, we don't know who the fourth or fifth person is. You hear the music. And I thought this through a little bit. I was like, who on any roster could really pull this off? Like, come out... Not as CM Punk, but as a troll, but could Ziggler. still daunt. Nope. No? Or Ziggler and Miz would be the two that, came, that nope. came to mind. So, my thought process was, would be, you'd hear, look in my eyes, mm-hmm. what do you see? And then you hear, Velveteen Dream. <laughs> and he comes out, because, look, he's fucking big. With the, his tights could have the Chicago fucking flag on it. Yeah. Best in the world on it. I think, and that would be his way, A, to introduce you to SmackDown. B, turn him into the biggest heel that they have. 
And it'd be perfect category. And if you were to ever... Look, you... If you're bringing back CM Punk, you're not bringing him back for a one-off. You're gonna you're gonna do like a a world tour, so to speak. Of you're gonna run through every person. First one in, you get the massive rub for Velveteen Dream on the main roster, and you have him go and Punk versus Dream. Would all right. So so if, that that is my scenario. My not my ultimate dream scenario. Yeah. No pun intended. Ultimate dream. No, no we're talking about Velveteen Dream. I'm not. I gotcha. But that would be. <laughs> A fun way of doing it. Because Dream's ready for the main roster. But would... Actually, they're all main roster. Now they're all on fucking TV. Yeah, would would it, would it he be heel? Like, would people boo him? I think people would... I think they'd I still did. mark out. Okay, so if they still marked out... Either way, you're getting a reaction is what yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah. You want yeah, a reaction. Absolutely. Yes. And you would probably plan for a heel reaction, but if you got a huge pop, then you run with that. Because I think you're getting... If that happens... You're still getting the Velveteen Dream. But you're on... in Chicago. True. No, no true. You're I, in I Chicago. You. So maybe you would get booze now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. In Chicago. That crowd would, would absolutely lose their shit. Yeah, you're right. As soon as that first hit. Yeah. And then Dream comes out. I mean, it's not a disappointment because it's still great. It's still great TV. I mean, it, you know... For a split second, it's disappointment, and then you realize, holy shit, we're like we're getting Velveteen Dream. No, I'm like, like this is like this promo work and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. He can yeah. mimic fucking Punk's shit. Yeah. I mean, it would be perfect. Absolutely, he, I think I he would I be like that idea. It would be perfect done by him. Yeah. So, endless possibilities. If yeah, he if is can, to come back, the door, of course, now is a little bit open. It's nudge. He you get a little slight breeze in there. Yeah, he he's gonna be talking about professional wrestling on TV and not just professional wrestling, but WWE wrestling. So And I'm gonna be interested to see how he takes this. Like not if he's gonna take it seriously or not, but how critical he's gonna be. That's the thing. If you have you watched backstage at yeah. all? Page lays into him. Yes. What I was watching actually this episode obviously and yeah, she talks about Lana, Rusev, and Lashley. Yeah, how, really, how much she dislikes it. You have like free reign. Yeah, so if Punk can, has free reign, yes, he oh can go God. in. But there are things I'm sure he likes. Yeah, He's not no, just no, be I know. Overly but critical, here, just to be. He critical. can with his voice, he could push whoever he wants into. Okay, well, I'm gonna with my voice, I'm gonna make this person a heel because once I say things, more people will have my same reaction. I will be an influence. Yeah. Or I could push this person to be a huge face. Like he could up talk Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. And now you have the backing of CM Punk or you could play off of it and try and bad mouth Rollins. Yes. Cause, which won't be hard because people are already doing it to begin with. But now it comes out of CM Punk's mouth. Yeah. Now Rollins is an asshole and now he's a heel. Yeah, very true. And I'm glad you brought up Rollins and Kevin Owens for that matter. Hey, that's what I do. Because I'm a human segue. We found out that the Raw team and the SmackDown team have been announced for the Survivor, Survivor Series. Wow, that was really bad. For the Survivor Series. Once they come down to the ring with the Survivor Series, people get eliminated. And this is the Survivor Series. You gotta survive. You know, sometimes you just, you just gotta survive. Okay. So, the members. Monday Night Raw. Members. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. No, DX is not it. Okay. No. Seth Rollins, Ricochet, 
Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, and Kevin Owens for Team Raw. Okay, so I'm going to stop you there. Go ahead. And I don't, I'm not even going to worry about the next combatants, but I'm going to say you have Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins as your final two for that team against one person of SmackDown and one person or of two NXT. people of NXT, depending on how they want to play. But to end the match, it's going to be KO and Rollins versus one. Do you think Rollins is going to turn? And Rollins turns on KO, pushing KO now as your biggest face and cementing Rollins, Rollins now as one of your biggest heels. I mean, would it be predictable? Yes, because I just predicted it. But it would be the right move. I agree. Yeah, well, he's already... He's already not hated. He's just disliked. And mainly online. Because when he's in the ring, he's not bad. It's just when he's on the mic and on the Twitter. On the Twitter. On the Twitter. Uh, Stay off of the Twitter. SmackDown's team, Roman Reigns, Baron Corbin, Braun Strowman, Shorty G, and Mustafa Ali. Hey, he's back. He was Mustafa Ali. And then he was formerly known as Mustafa Ali, now known as Ali, and now formerly known as Mustafa Ali, formerly known as Ali, currently Mustafa Ali. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Right? Not even a mess up. No, that was That's pretty good. Pretty good. Give it to you on that one. That So those are the combatants, at least for those two shows. Now, right now we are recording. NXT is on. AEW is on. So they could be making an announcement for on at, tonight's NXT. As but, far as we know, there's still one person missing from Team NXT, and what we've learned as not cleared yes. for that weekend, and who my prediction would have been, would be Johnny Gargano. Yes. Uh, apparently his neck... Got an injury to the neck. Yeah, is not cleared up like they thought it was going so to be. So they say. Yeah, yeah, true. It could be a work. So they say. We'll see. But You have to take right the now. doubt out of their mind a little bit, even if some people won't believe it because they think it's a work. Yeah. You have to at least try and sway it. Yeah. So, so as who, of right now, who would your who would your last pick be? Oh man, because well, you have all of your other top. I mean, would it be Pete Dunn? Maybe. Yeah, I mean that'd be a good fill-in, but they haven't really officially announced the men's team. No, they have for NXT. Yeah, yeah, it's Keith Lee, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Matt Riddle. Shit, who's the fourth one? Is a priest. No. I don't know who it is. Okay. But I mean we Dunn, all know if Dunn if he's not in it, then Dunn I think has to be the replacement. I can't think of any other We I mean, all know that I'm really bad at this very memory bad. thing. Yeah. Sometimes I'm good, sometimes I show hope. But Because I mean Roderick Strong is in a match against AJ Styles and Nakamura. The Undisputed Era is in a match. For the tag or all the tag champions, yeah. So none of them can. Speaking of which, the Nakamura Styles Strong. Yes. I know. Match of the night. Match of the night. Possibility. It has to be. Yes. Or it doesn't have to be actually, but no, it can be. It has all the potential, but it doesn't look like they're going to run a a triple threat championship match. There hasn't been anything uh, announced yet for a Brock, Adam Cole, and uh, Fiend. Fiend. Yeah. I mean, you would think that'd be one of those matches that you want to get out there right they away. They haven't and, even and touched it. on it. 
I know. I think you're going to end up getting Brock versus Mysterio for the title. And I think Fiend's going to be left off the card. With possibly... Well, what if... What if you... All right, so you have Brock and Ray. Do you think he chokes out? Do you think he mandible claws CM Punk? No. No. Okay. That'd be pretty cool, but no. But I... I don't know. I think you do Fiend versus Adam Cole then. I don't think they're doing that either, though. I agree. But you... I mean, you already have Brock taken out of the picture if you're doing the Mysterio thing. That's the only angle they're running right now that involves the champion. Yes. Either on any brand. Right now they're saying that that's the championship match. WWE Championship, Brock versus Ray. Brock will not be in another match. Yeah. So there's there's no other. Oh, they already announced that? Yes. I didn't even know they announced that. I just figured that's which way they're going to go. No. That's how fucking brilliant I am. <laughs> no, as of right now, that's what it is. That's so no Fiend, no Adam Cole. Not yet, no. I mean, you don't want to hurt Adam Cole by losing. And you would expect The Fiend to win. Unless they just keep this Daniel Bryan Fiend thing going. You know what? Survivor Series, Daniel Bryan versus The Fiend. But what do you do with Adam Cole then? He's got to put the title on the line against someone. Who's on the roster that isn't in a match yet on any roster that could go back to NXT to challenge them? We could be missing it right now. We do not have it on. We could be finding this all out right now. Wait a second. Balor's not doing anything. Very true. But he's also more Another of a, NXT. No, he's also more of a heel, though. True. Oh, he might be the last member. Very possible. But no, as of right now, I'm looking right now. NXT does not have an official team. Yeah, they do. I'm telling you right now, they don't. Are you sure? I'm looking at it. It's, there's. No I could have sworn official... I seen there was four and there was one shadowed out, one vacant. No, I'm looking at three or four different sites and everyone's saying NXT still has to be determined. Just one person? All of them. I think you're lying. I think you're lying. I'm telling you, I can't find an NXT team anywhere. No members. I think that's what they were trying to make you believe it was going to be, but nothing was ever officially announced. All right. I guess we'll... we'll Hopefully wait. we find out right now as we're talking that yes. once we get off this... We'll All the people already know, and we're still in the dark. Yeah. We have to catch up. Especially because we're releasing And we have the tomorrow. mustard. Well, that was bad. Dad <laughs> joke. That was horrible. I'm sorry you had to listen to that. Let me relish in that for a while. Oh, Jesus Christ. And he follows <laughs> it up with another one. Horrible. <laughs> You want to pull my finger? No, you really good, top thanks. this off. No, I'm good. So, I think that about does all our announcements and you know breaking what? news that we wanted to cover. You texted me at six this morning, and I didn't catch it last night uh-huh. at the CM Punk, and that carried me through pretty much the whole day of being like, "All right, this is, I'm happy." Yeah, like it, I know he's not wrestling anymore, but I was happy. Him as a personality, you. I mean, granted, he was literally wants him to wrestle. He was in a ring. I yes. know it's a, ste- a set yes. or a stage setup, but he was in a ring. Yes. With other superstars. From the WWE. Hey, man. Whatever works. Yeah. It was a good day to be a and You know what's funny is that fan. he's just wanted back. It was, it, I don't think there was ever anything about whether he go to AEW or WWE. He's just wanted back. In the, wor- in the world of wrestling. Period. Yeah. Whether it was AEW or Ring of Honor or wherever he decided to He must have been a little... Unless he's like the mastermind and he's going to sign an AEW contract while... While doing this? While doing this, but I really don't see him doing that. I doubt Fox is going to let his contract do that. 
Although he is supposed to be periodically on backstage. He's not permanent. Yeah, he's not week. permanent, but... So, I, I don't know. But crazier things have happened? If he did do that. It would be crazier if he actually steps foot in the real ring. Which we could sure hope. we're a while away from, but it was nice nonetheless. So, we hope... I mean, how much does he have left in the tank? I think he has plenty. You think? What, do you have two MMA fights that barely lasted... And what? Nothing else. And he's commentated on a couple fights. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's getting up there in age, though. Yeah, but look, I mean, style. look at The Undertaker. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to throw comparisons with The Undertaker, who looks like he's ready to turn into dust at any moment. Yeah. I'm thinking more like Styles, because Styles is older than him. Is yeah. he? Maybe he's not. That I'm not sure. I don't know. I, we'll I fact check that, that sure. after the fact. Yeah. But they're at least around the same age. Yes, you would. So he probably still has some left in the tank. I think he has plenty left in the tank. At least a good run. Dial CM Punk? We could do that all night. Dude, we could. We could do it. I mean, just throw out a name. Yeah. I mean, it depends on how... I mean, he's always good at telling a story in the ring. And he was never, like, overly, like, fast-paced. No. But, like, him and Ricochet? Like, that would be crazy. Him and Joe. Yeah. Bring back a throwback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some endless possibilities. So, but that's for another day. That's for another day. It is. It is. So we hope you enjoyed our interview with Ava Everett before this. And, uh, and if you're listening to us, today is the day, Thursday. Make sure you go on the Independent Wrestling TV. You subscribe. You get uncharted territory. You can see Ava Everett right there with a homeboy. Retro, Anthony Green, Josh Briggs, and a Although, whole slew of others. Yeah, this... A former I mean, guest of ours, Tony Deppin. This Matt Mikowski. is stacked, just like every single week of Beyond is stacked. They, yeah, they really do put on a good show. I'm not just hyping it up just for the sake of, like, hopefully getting a job there, which would be cool and all, but I do genuinely enjoy that night of the week the most. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it's fun wrestling to watch. So... That about does it. That does do it. Until next week when... Until we meet again, young squires. Young squires. Up in the up in the air right now. Well, we have some... <laughs> Karma. Who's that? <laughs> Keep going. I'll kick her ass. <laughs> I'm assuming she's a woman. I'm yeah. going to kick her ass. Nice. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, oh next, next week. week. Yes. We have some things lined up. Yes. We will tell you about them next week as we know more about what we have going on. But potentially more interviews. For sure. Potentially more nonsense. Always. Potentially more CM Punk. Yeah, for sure. Next Tuesday.